Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello there. Hi. 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 (laughs) How are you? Good. Yeah. Got a little tea here, a little recharge or munching on a perfect bar. You know, you've started providing these to me at our recording (laughs) sessions and I explained, I think we've talked about them before. Oh yes, because the sitting on on them bar to soften it, whole extravaganza. (laughs) Um, But it's basically just like eating peanut butter cookie dough. Yeah. But the claim is the marketing book. Mm is that it's chock full of superfoods. Okay. Well, I'm buying it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. You are buying it and giving it to me, but You're I'm buying into the marketing. It. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for providing me a snack. You're very welcome for your snack. Yeah. Amanda, we heard from a couple of listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the whole conversation about like weird American phrases like your fly is down and we had to look up where the whole fly thing came into play. Yeah. I was reminded by not one, but two listeners, um, Liz, who we both know, and my friend Adam, both separately let me know that XYZ was a big um, way to tell someone that their fly was down Mm -hmm. in the middle school years. And it stood for examine your fly. Uh, Wait, no. Examine your... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't No, still examine your zipper. Examine your zipper. So that was a big middle school type of phrase for telling someone their zipper was open. Okay. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Do you remember that one? I once they said it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. I do kind of remember that. That is kind of nice and subtle though. Yeah. 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 I like that. You and I, when we were talking earlier too, there was another phrase that came up. We're just spitballing here. Yeah. That's another kind of middle middle school thing of like the spitball guns that they would make out of the pens. Boys in high school did that too. Yeah. But where did that come from? We're just spitballing. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't like it. Yeah. And I regretted it as soon as I said it. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of listeners, we got – I love these types of emails that we get when it's basically like, I have a lot to tell you and I'm going to tell it to you in bullet or number form. I mean, the way (laughs) to our hearts is a list, a numbered list. Yes. Yeah. So we got an email from Rebecca Mm -hmm. and Rebecca says, ladies – in capital letters, exclamation point. I listen in the car so I can't take notes, but here is what I remember that I wanted to share. One, 
Number, this is a numbered list. Of course. Prepare yourself. There's six. Defrosting the car windows. You know, and I meant to say this little tip the last time. You also need to put down your visors to create a trap for the air blowing and help defrost the top of the windshield. When I went to my mom's car dealership recently, they told me this. Okay. Yes. This was a tip that you and Rebecca were keeping from me. So yes. thank you. Yes. Okay. Rebecca and I are conspiring. Two, voice memo. Have you tried Voxer? I recently learned about it and I'm trying to convert some friends because it's basically a voice memo app. Yes, I use Voxer. And what's cool about Voxer and what is different about Voxer and WhatsApp is that you can listen in real time on Voxer while I'm recording. Oh, I don't like that. So I actually don't like that either. Okay. Because sometimes I delete. I'm like, wait, I actually recorded a voice memo this morning on the way here, and I was just using the Apple um, yes. like uh, I message, texting. Whatever. Yeah, iMessage because you can now record memos that are longer than a minute. It used to be limited. Um, but I started kind of rambling, and I was like, nope, wait, going to delete that. Yes. So yeah, I don't so like I actually the live prefer, listening. Yeah, but some people do the, prefer the live listening because – I can be listening to you and almost responding to you at the same time in a weird way. So okay. yes. Okay. Number two. Number three, the vulnerability hangover. She said, thank you. It resonated with me. And I'm so grateful for Amanda sharing her experience in its entirety. You're welcome. Yay. Four, older friends. I've always had older friends, 10 to 20 years older like Amanda, and those relationships helped me immensely, especially with parenting. Yes. I just had a great conversation with my older friend just the other day. Mm -hmm. They put things in perspective and Unlike my mom, who was parenting 40 years ago, they have less attachment and more recent experience that I could use. Mm. Five, this is an oldie, but mm. I watched Hacks because mm. of you, and I loved it. Oh, are I they going to come back with another season? Oh, they have to, right? right? I'm sure. I just I'm, heard they have announced the date of the season three for Ted Lasso. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's coming soon. But yes, Hacks needs to come back. Yes. It's the best. She, and then last, um, six, The Last of Us is great. Watch it. Pedro Pascal equals love. Okay. Can I tell you, people really loved him on SNL. Woody Harrelson was the host on Saturday night. Two mixed reviews. I did hear this. He's, Two he's mixed live. reviews. And everybody was commenting, bring back Pedro, bring back Pedro. <laughs> so apparently people really loved Pedro. So then she closes it out by saying – I mention your podcast at nearly every speaking engagement Aww. I do and with all of my clients when we start the perfectionism conversation. Keep up the amazing work. So, Rebecca, I feel like Rebecca's my friend now too. She is. Yeah. Yeah. I know Rebecca from a mutual friend and she moved out of the area years ago and we've just stayed in touch on social media and I love that she's a fan of the show. Yes. Love it. So thank <clears> you for sharing. And I love it when people send those. Uh, I remember Veronica, she sent one that was like that one time. Like I've been saving up everything that I need to tell you for the past two months yeah. and here it all is in bullet form. So that's I really know. fun. That makes me feel good because a lot of people have said to us like it feels like they're having a conversation with a friend and they want to jump in and be able to you know, add to the conversation. So it's just saying that what we're talking about is relatable. Yes. And we just heard from another listener, Linda. I feel like Linda's in competition with Megan. Definitely now. We haven't talked about Megan in a few episodes. Well, now Let's we step are. step it up. Yeah. But I think Linda's in competition with Megan for a number of mentions. But she said <clears throat> that she has been eating your hearty breakfast. So good. And I have been eating your hearty breakfast. And I'm my like, mom caught wind of your hearty breakfast <gasps> yesterday and was like, what is this thing? And how can I get involved in it? But are you doing – you're not doing Greek yoga, right? I'm doing – well, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or if you and I talked about this separately, but I am doing – because I can't do dairy, right. so I'm doing <clears> water. 
and I'm doing coconut milk yogurt, but I'm feeling as though the coconut milk yogurt, it's not adding a lot. Right. Because it doesn't have a lot of protein and it actually has a lot of sugar. Right. So, but it does add some calcium. I mean, I won't be offended if you don't like my hearty breakfast because your modification is not necessarily providing all the benefits of the hearty No, I think the hearty breakfast, I'm, I'm in it's, it. You like it. It's just you're not getting as many of the nutritional benefits. Correct. So I think I need to explore a a different non-dairy yogurt alternative that has more benefits. Okay. That's where I'm at. Okay. All right. Yeah, but I'm still like slowly – like sometimes I've been adding a little bit more yogurt than I maybe used to. And it's making it creamier. I think the first time I did it, I had way too much peanut butter and that was – Yeah. I mean, I love peanut butter as we've discussed. (laughs) I'm basically eating a bar of peanut butter right now that you've provided to me, but – um, yeah, I mean, you got to find the right balance for yourself. And when you take it out of the microwave, it doesn't look super appetizing. You have to <laughs> mix it because it's what kind I of like, is like congealed the, yogurt. You know how when you eat blueberry pancakes and the blueberries are, they kind of explode? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Colors. Oh, yep. they explode. <laughs> oh, I love the blueberries that explode. And the okay. other night I was really excited because we had had fruit salad for dinner and I had just basically like a covered bowl of mixed berries. So I could just, du- I was like, oh, look at that. I ready to go. Berries. Washed, ready to go. I love berries. I eat, I mean, I have my strawberries and blueberries in my morning hearty breakfast. And I have strawberries and blueberries on my yes. salad that I love. I'm not a huge vegetable lover. And I've never been the type of person who likes like tomatoes and cucumbers on my salads. There's yeah. a time and place like for that. like a sweet salad. I like a sweet salad. And so I do chicken and an egg and mm. strawberries and blueberries at lunchtime too. Do you like nuts in your salad ever? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too, right? Occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the strawberry goat cheese candied pecans spinach salad. Yes. That is That's usually my... like what I gravitate towards at a restaurant if they're serving something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. You have a little update on here that you want to talk about Prince Harry Spare. I do. So – Last week, I finished listening to the audiobook version of Prince Harry's book, which I have Spare. to say, what is something like nine hours? Or- it's, it's I think ten or so, but I always listen on like one point two five speed. Mm. Some it depends on the narrator. Some narrators are very slow, right? So I bump it up to one point two five. He might have been might have been one point two, one point one. Like you have to you have to yeah. find the right mm, speed. Okay, okay, but I was listening while I was packing some orders, and while I'm doing like straight design work and not writing emails or writing Instagram captions, things like that. I can I can have something in my can ear hear words. that actually I think helps me focus on what I'm designing on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I worked through it. I had gotten it from the library. And just a heads up, if your library says it's going to be like six months to get it, it's not going to take that long because yeah. people like me are listening so quickly. Yes. And that they're being good Samaritans and returning it yes. early. I believe mine had said that I was it was going to be like a four-month wait, and I got it in two months. Mm. Um, so I've not been like a huge royal follower, but I did – I was very sad when Princess Diana died. I got up early. I remember to watch her funeral mm. when I was 18, 17 maybe. Um, I watch the royal weddings and I keep up with like the basic haps, you mm, know, mm. who's wearing what and <laughs> all haps. that stuff. But I'm not like a super royal right. 
yeah, like I'm not following their every move. But I've always had a soft spot for Prince Harry because, you know, obviously Princess Diana um, was basically harassed by the press for mm-hmm. ever, yeah. uh, you know, since she was in the spotlight. And it's a huge part of why she died. She was being chased by paparazzi in yeah. Paris. And, and Prince Harry and Prince William were very young when she died. And they were forced to walk behind a casket. And, you know, yeah. and people were grieving with them. But they were still expected to show up and be the princes that they were and shake yeah. hands. And I've just I've just always had a soft spot for him because he's had some like negative press when he was a teenager and stuff. And I mean, geez, not, if I had press following me around when I was a teenager, I would have had some negative press too. I mean, listen, <laughs> wouldn't we all have? Not me, I was perfect. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I always saw the negative press about him and things, first of all, and assumed that a lot of it was blowing, being blown out of proportion. But I feel like at a pretty young age, granted I'm older than him, but I just always um, saw that he was going through trauma and grief. And yeah. and now I know from listening to this audiobook that it was really swept under the rug. Like yeah. they did not talk openly about his mother. Yeah. It, it happened. It was horrible. And then it just kind of went away and he went to boarding school mm-hmm. and, you know, I won't spoil too much, but he mentioned that he really never cried about his mother dying until like 10 years later. Yeah. So I just, I really enjoyed listening to the audiobook in his words and his charming British accent. Yes. I had watched the Oprah interview with him and Megan, and I also watched their docuseries on Netflix, which I think is like a four part. Have yes, you watched we it? watched that. Okay. Yeah. We really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And so I just really appreciate that he's putting out there a lot of the dysfunction that I assumed went on behind palace doors. And it just really went to show that, you know, there is such a huge group of people and advisors behind the royal family telling them what to do. There's just a lot of politics behind the scenes. And so I just really appreciated hearing it all through his perspective. I really appreciated how um much thought he put into you know leaving it all behind mm-hmm. for the safety of his wife and now two children and yeah it was just a really good listen so i brought it up in our facebook group and a lot of people shared that sentiment so just wanted to share that if you want to get in on the discussion come over to our facebook group password is junie um but yeah i think you should listen to it amanda if i have it i actually purchased have it. it okay because i have my audible membership so i had that as and i think i i started reading i started listening to it and um i just sort of stopped for some reason but yeah i loved the netflix show because i i have very very strong feelings about what it is like to be a celebrity or a public person Mm -hmm. these days. I think in so many ways, it's really tragic. Mm -hmm. Like just anybody like Justin Bieber or Britney Spears or, you know, I mean, even stuff like, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I can't even watch the Wizard of Oz anymore because (sighs) they were basically just like pumping Judy Garland full of diet pills the entire time. And, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree. Watching that as an adult is harder to now know what she went through yeah. and just how much pressure she was under and how much hatred she had for herself because yeah. of what other people were putting out there. So 
Anyway, I'm going to get I off know, my Prince Harry soapbox, I but know. I've always been Team Harry, and the audiobook just really drove that home for me. Yeah, so add it to your Libby account, Yep, and uh, your wait will not be that long, likely. No. All right, we're going to take a little breaky pill. <sighs> okay. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. Amanda, we're back. And it's been about 40 episodes since we last talked about meal planning. Yes. I know we've, you know, touched on it here and there that it's literally something all of us have to do in some way. You kind of always need to know where your next meal is coming from. You got to eat. Which can I just say I find annoying. It is pretty annoying. I am the type of person that if I could hook myself up to an IV and that could be my nutrition for the day, that's mostly what I would do. Now, would I want sushi occasionally? Yes. Sure. Would I want cheese and crackers and grapes? Yes. Would cheese I and want crackers and grapes? Yeah. Would I want double stuffed Oreos dipped in milk? Yes, occasionally. Mm-hmm. But on a daily basis, I'm, I essentially would like to be hooked up to an IV. It's a lot of decisions. Oh, and it's all day long. Like you got to feed this body. <laughs> I know. And not just your body, but all this other bodies. All these other bodies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I generally enjoy food, but. Uh, yeah, meal planning is a struggle for a lot of us, but I have kind Sounds of- Sounds like things are going well. Things are going pretty well. Okay. We've kind of figured out a system. Yeah. It's a little simple. It's a little- That's the best system. Honestly. So we tried the- um, You gave me a referral to Marley Spoon. Yep. Which is like the Martha Stewart meal planning kit. Yep. And I- cannot take responsibility. Nick actually made the meals from it. And he's like, it still just took too, too much long. work. Even though it's yeah. simpler, like we need dinner. We need something that can be done in 30 to 40 minutes tops. Yes. If not less. These like these menus, simple, they say so. 30 minutes. It's not 30 no. minutes. No, because you're still like chopping and prepping and like yeah. some of that. Like, and it's a recipe you've never made before. So right. you're learning it all from scratch every time. Exactly. Yeah. And you can get a recipe that you love and you want to keep and adapt. But like generally we are – I think you and I share this. Like we're meat and potatoes people. Correct. We need a few staples that – Get everybody filled with some nutrition and full bellies and happy bellies. And that's really the goal. That's like, the goal is to be full for me. Yeah. So <laughs> one day I was like, okay, how can we just kind of start with our basics that, you know, our go-to meals? We've got a few of those. We always do like a pork tenderloin because the pork tenderloin from Trader Joe's is like the perfect size for the four of us. It's easy. You know, we're at Trader Joe's usually a few times a week because it's up the street and we get a lot of staples and fresh things there. Um, We have our burrito bowl night. We Mm -hmm. have our standard pizza night um, to break things up with takeout. But I just needed like a visual way to both know what we were going to be eating that week, know what groceries had to be purchased on Sunday when we usually do the larger grocery order for the week, and to build in flexibility. Yeah. So 
in our kitchen, I think I've talked about that we have a whiteboard and it's just a basic whiteboard, nothing fancy. It doesn't have any blocks already built in. I just kind of set it up yes. to show Monday through Sunday. And what I did was I got little index cards and on the front or the back of each index card, I wrote in pink marker because I need it to be visually consistent okay, <laughs> across okay. the board. I just wrote the name of the meal. And then on the back of the card, okay. I wrote the ingredients that are needed for that meal. Oh, oh, okay. So listen, is this a little bit of duplicating work if I already have a recipe card that lives somewhere else with this meal on it? It is. Okay. But the visual element of this is that each card looks the same on one side with just the name of the meal in pink marker. Okay. When you flip the card over, it has only the ingredients. So whoever is grocery shopping can just look at that and quickly say, we have this, this, and this. We need this, this, and this. Okay. And wait, is the card being put up on the whiteboard? It is. So with yes, a magnet? With a magnet. Okay. Sorry. So It's a stack of cards next to... It's a stack of cards that I keep in the little bin where we keep the dry erase okay. markers. And I started with 10 of them. I like so this. So I'm not looking at my entire recipe tin, my recipe box that I'm has 100 ep- recipes that I've barely ever touched. This is like 10 go-tos, including like turkey burgers. Okay. And the pork tenderloin. Like these are not complex things to cook. We just need some sort of direction. I'm liking this. So what I like about it also is that it gives us the flexibility that if we switch around a night or we forget to thaw the chicken for this meal, oops, well, we already have the ingredients for this meal that doesn't require anything be thawed. Let's move that to tonight. Okay. There's just something about them being on cards, mm-hmm. being put up with magnets that I'm not writing with the dry erase marker and erasing it. I don't know what it because, is, Amanda, Brooke, but it's that is working. friction. That is it friction. Is. You are eliminating friction. You're right. making it more fun, attractive, satisfying. Yes. Satisfying. Oh. So it's working well for both me and Nick because, you know, I've said usually both of us will run to Trader Joe's a couple times a week, but he usually does the larger, like, giant grocery order. Mm-hmm. So he knows that we can sit there on Sunday and just, like, decide what quickly, what are we going to eat this week? You know, Monday is usually some sort of pasta because Paige has an evening activity and we just need to, like, make it as quick and simple as possible. So we're really usually cooking Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Monday is always spaghetti and meatballs. Wednesday is always – is usually our pizza night. Friday is charcuterie and leftovers. So, like, there's really not that much Uh, cooking that needs to uh be done when you look at it that way. And we can put all that stuff up there on the board – then guess what? Nick doesn't need to get out my recipe cards and say or ask me what what do we need for this he recipe? Can, does he take it to the grocery store with him? No, but he can just flip it over okay. as he's as we usually make the grocery list together. But like the the main thing is that I don't need to be the main person yes. saying please get this or that. He has everything he needs in front of him to know yes. what needs to be added to the grocery list if I'm not present to discuss it with him. What time do you eat dinner? Um, is it at the same exact time every night? It's not at the same exact time, but usually if dinner is not on the table by 6.30, people are getting hangry. Okay. Um, and do your kids have an after-school snack? They usually do, yeah. yes. Paige is usually more of like a, no thanks, I don't need a snack, but then if it's uh, 5.30 and there is not food in front of her, she'll kind of not be super happy. Yeah. So I usually try to work in a snack. 
Yeah. And she's also the kind of kid that if I just put it, she'll say she doesn't want something, but if I put a little, little, little snack something. tray out, a little charcuterie, she'll pick at it. So yeah. then I know she's okay until dinner. Okay, gotcha. But this has really streamlined things for us. I'm really liking it. It is this. not fancy. No. It is not, I'm not using. A specific, like, I, I am using the specific pink marker because visually for me, I want it to look yes. orderly, but I'm not designing something complex that I'm going to need to pronounce something new every single time I want to add a recipe. No, just I've created like a system. This. I've created this some feels sense very of order. ADHD friendly. Yeah. That's so, why I think I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I think Fernando would like this too, because <clears throat> what we are doing in our family now is I'm not cooking anymore. I I waved the white flag and I just said, I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. Because I take on so many other things in our family. So I've just basically said to him, cook whatever you want. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times he's just like, well, what do you want? What should we? And I'm like, no, that's, no. that's part of the, I don't <laughs> You missed want, what I said. Yeah, no. And <laughs> so, but I feel like sometimes he doesn't necessarily remember, well, what do we like and what do we eat? So I feel like if I could start with our little 10, 15, and mm-hmm. then just tell him choose from this list. Right. I think that would be great. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm not always the one cooking it. Nick and I share the cooking duties and, and there's some weeks he's cooking more often than I am. Cause sometimes I'm more of like the taxi for the kids. Mm-hmm. And so he needs to like get dinner started while I'm out running people around or, you know, running to pick up a target order. Like we kind of divide and conquer there. So, but yeah, he doesn't always want to be the one deciding what we're having for dinner. So this is a really great way um, for the decision to not all be on him. And we feel like there's a shared uh, collective like teamwork on, okay, yeah. here's how we're not going to get to six o'clock each night and be like, ugh, what are we doing for dinner? Yes. It just gives us the amount of structure that we need with that flexibility. And I love it. So I, I really think also it helped that we only started with 10 simple meals. Yes, I agree. It gives us enough that gets us through. Like if we wanted to truly cook something different every night for two weeks, we could. Yes. Or probably three weeks because we're filling in with like the pasta and the pizza night and all that stuff. So 10 is all we needed. I'm liking it. Didn't need to go overboard. I really like that. The other thing I'm really trying hard to do, we used to, I used to do a lot more because Isabel was more of a choosy eater. I would do like more of a short order cook situation where I would create like an adult meal for us and then I would create something different for her. And sometimes we would even eat at a different time Yeah, and we wouldn't all sit down together. But I'm trying to do, I've learned this thing from Ellen Satter that's called the division of responsibility when it comes to, it works with choosy eaters where She's like, okay, sit down for family meal and you say nothing. Basically, they choose what and whether right. to eat. Yeah. But you want to have a couple safe choice safe choices on the table. Yeah. Because I just want to expose her to things. Even if she's not going to eat yeah. the steak or the asparagus or the mashed potatoes. Like the other day, I mean, it's funny because I have to I have to not my focus is for her to eat and not table manners. But like the other day, she put her finger in the mashed potatoes and I was thrilled <laughs> because I want her – she's never had mashed potatoes before. Yeah. So the fact that she was even curious enough to mm-hmm. want to touch it, to want to feel it, like in food training, 
it's all about exposure. Yeah. And so it's not even actually about them putting it in their mouth. First of all, mashed potatoes are delightful and my kids won't eat them either. So I know. I, I always problem? say to her, like, you have no idea what you're missing. Like, it's so good. I'm like, they're, you I love could, French fries. What is, I know. It's, yeah. So anyway, we've been doing a better job of sitting down, having a meal, and I will put a string cheese or an M&M yogurt on the table <laughs> and if that's all that she chooses yeah. to eat. But I have found that she will show curiosity yeah. um, about what's on the table. So that has worked really well. Good. The other thing that I have found that I'm excited about is – have you ever been to Fresh Market, the Fresh Market? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one it's in Glen Wells. Yes. I've and I was there. just looking online to see. It looks like they're mostly not just East Coast but like the eastern part of the United States are okay. Fresh Markets. It's kind of like – a miniature Whole Foods in okay. a way. Yes. But I just discovered they have this thing. It's called – what is it called? Like the Big Meal or something like that. And for just $20, there's this one section. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the, the way the, – it sounded very marketing. Like for just $20, for just $20 you too can get a you big meal. <laughs> yes. So it's funny. I Because I, I just started going there more often and I was like, what is this big meal? So somebody walked me over and oriented me. And it's Love essentially it. – so in the produce section, all together is this – all the components of a meal for four and it only costs $20. And each week it's a different meal. Okay. So like this week it was – it was like, okay, pick a protein. So you could choose either chicken or pork. And then there was mixed vegetables. And then there was a little basket of jasmine rice. And then there was a sauce. And then there was a box of cookies. And all of that together cost $20. And I just love that because, yes, you could you could probably do all of that. But, it, right. but it's all in the same place. Mm -hmm. And the recipe card is right there. So you just grab the recipe card, grab all the ingredients. And then next to it are these – for two people meals mm -hmm. and it just has like salmon, couscous and asparagus and maybe like a sauce and some spices. So it's basically just this tiny little meal kit yeah. and you take it home. But it wasn't this – all the veggies were already chopped and washed. All it really was was adding like some sauce and spice. So when my mom was away, Fernando and I did like a little salmon, couscous, asparagus and that was like eighteen ninety nine, and okay. that was lovely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, you know me, I'm like, eh, I'm stingy. That seems like something I could do on my own. But like you're, you're drawn to the fact that they have done a huge portion of the work Correct. for you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They have put all the ingredients in the same exact location. Right. And they have given me a recipe card and told me these are all the ingredients that you need to make this meal. And it's, very much like a meal kit, but like you said, there's a lot of the prep is already done. Correct. And I just the meal kits, it's just so much packaging. Yeah. It's it like just not feels this big too box wasteful. and then what do you do with the recycling and everything? Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's just not for me. Yeah. We are we are a hundred percent done with the meal kits. We yeah. have found like this little system for us. And we'll get more interesting with the meals as both kids get older. Like Graham will mostly eat anything except mashed potatoes or like um, baked potato. Like he won't eat anything. Mm. Neither of them will eat anything potato-wise except for French fries, which obviously because yeah. um, they're amazing. Yeah. But he 
is otherwise a pretty adventurous eater. But yes, we are often still making something separate for Paige, which I know I've mentioned a million times, but that's fine. It'll it's fine. We're, she's gonna slowly grow out of that. It's a phase. Maybe. 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 <laughs> so that's my meal planning update. I love you know, it. I just felt like we needed to, you know, just remind people that it doesn't have to be complicated. You no. don't have to be making gourmet meals. You just kind of have to give yourself a little bit of structure. So that five o'clock doesn't roll around and you're like opening all the cabinets and figuring out what you have or what you need. And and then everybody's maybe a little bit more hangry. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to avoid the hanger and the extra labor of trying to figure out what needs to be made each day. Yes. So it's working for us. All right. I don't know if, I mean, if I were to take a picture, you'd probably be like, this is our system. No. It's really I want a picture of this because I need. It's not fancy. All right, I need a picture. Okay. 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 All right, let's take a little break. Let's take a break. I'll be back. Hey, listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We are back. We're back, Amanda. I think you've got a picture pulled up there ready to go. Yeah. So this is not a picture of my meal planning. What you got there? So... My joy sparker today, I'm, I've been hiding this picture from you because I wanted to like capture your live reaction. Okay. So the thing that's sparking joy for me today is that I got a new shower curtain. Ooh. This feels like a very like domestic, like grown up thing to be excited about. <laughs> Doesn't but, take much. So our bathroom in our row home, which is almost 100 years old, it was built in the 1920s, mm. um, we have a retro mint green tile in our bathroom. Mm. And I actually love it. Yeah. The rest of the bathroom, you know, it's an it's an older house. There's like some crooked walls. And yeah. I don't love the floor because it's a different green color. Oh. And it's the small little tiles that are a real pain to clean. And they just yeah. never look clean even when I actually do clean them. So whatever. It's quirky. Okay. But I've always loved the retro green tile. Okay. But – it's also because it's like a bold color in a small room. I've always just – we have like a light gray wall and we had a white like textured Muted. shower curtain. Muted. Muted. Mm-hmm. Just highlighting the green. But I was like, you know what? The shower curtain needs to be replaced. It was just looking dingy even when I washed it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to find a replacement. I'm going to play up the green. All right. Because it's a very specific mint green, I was having trouble like finding some sort of nature or flowery print that like was really going to be a good match and not clash. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going, I'm I'm leaning in to the boldness. And I got a peachy pink tiger, black and white, from Society Six, we will I like link Society it. Six. It's fun because yeah. I mean it's supporting artists and mm-hmm. it's basically their art on all different types of products that Society Six prints and handles the fulfillment. But I was like, you know what? I'm just leaning in, and it feels a little South Beach, maybe a little little more like Miami than 
southeastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is sparking so much joy. I'm I put it up. It. I was like, oh my gosh. When I ordered it and I opened it, I was like, Nick might hate this. But Paige saw it. She's like, I love it. So I put it up the other day and I was in love. So that's what I'm sparking joy. It. I'm just What like, does Nick think? Oh, he likes it. Oh, he does. Yeah. He was like, I mean, he doesn't really care too much when it comes to like decorating. He knows that that's more my thing. But it's it's bold and it's fun. And I'm just tired of neutrals. I mean, we all know that like I love color and I like yeah. Yeah. art on the walls and things. But this was a room that just always kind of befuddled me a little bit because befuddled. it befuddled. Yeah. So – yeah, that's it's what's bold and beautiful. It's bold. It's quirky. Is that, a, is that does that soap opera still exist? The bold and the beautiful. I don't know. Man, soap operas. That's a Do, di- dying breed of yeah, television. So many. I used to watch Days of Our Lives. I was a General Hospital kind of you girl. Were. I think I've Peach. watched both of those, mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. I would say probably fifty percent of the characters that I watched on Days of Our Lives are still there, really? and they look the same. Well, I always think of that they friends because Joey, years ago. Joey was on Days, Days That's of Our Lives. Right. Yeah, remember that whole crossover? Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I was a general hospital girl and I used to babysit after school, but I would like get to the family's house around three o'clock. I'd turn on general hospital and the kid wouldn't get off the bus till closer to four. Mm-hmm. I think that was an hour then. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was very into the GH. Yeah. 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 I bet a lot of those characters are still there too. Yeah. Some of them, they come back from the dead, you know, they die sometimes, oh, but sure. then they come back from oh, the dead sure. and amnesia and that, those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. Never watched The Bold and the Beautiful, but you're right. My shower curtain is bold and, and it is beautiful. beautiful. And that's, yeah, I'll share it with our listeners. I'm going to talk about something a lot more boring. Okay. So, Amanda, what are you doing to do your future self a favor? So, I highly recommend that everyone invests in a password manager. Yeah. I know. Do you do this? Do you have a password manager? Where Um, do you store your passwords? I can't tell you that. I know, right? You can't can't really say where you (laughs) store them. No, I – yeah. I've tried the password managers. It still just felt like one more thing for me. Okay. So I have my own system. You got your own system. I highly encourage – if you feel – if you have a system that works for you, great. Keep that up. But if you feel overwhelmed by managing a bazillion different passwords, I highly recommend a password manager. I really like one password, mm-hmm. so the number one and password, but other people really um, like LastPass. That's the one that I used for a bit. Yeah. yeah. I have probably used one password for 10 years. No, and that's not what you're supposed to. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Oh, the app. I have used. I'm the, like, no, Amanda, you're supposed you're to use like, more than one. Yes. I, yep. I have Sorry. used the app one password okay. for probably 10 years okay. and I love it. And okay. the thing that I like the most about it is that it's essentially an extension on my Chrome. Mm-hmm. So once my one password is unlocked, whenever I go to any website, my any website, it can it will autofill the password for me. But Chrome kind of does that for you now. Yes, Chrome right. so also that's kind of has just... password. Um, they'll save it, but I think it there. I think it's less secure. Okay, because basically, once anybody got into your Chrome. They could just say, yes, fill password, fill password, fill password. They wouldn't actually need a password. I have to type in a password to get into my one password. See, but I would forget the password to one password and then <laughs> my biggest problem. I, yeah, I just no, – And then it I locks every 15 minutes again. So it, it does – it creates friction. Yeah. It, it 
it it eliminates friction and it creates friction. So it creates friction in the sense that in a good way, because it makes it harder to access my passwords. If somebody were to steal my laptop or something like that, they, they would, it creates friction for the thief, but it um, eliminates friction in the sense that then I don't have to remember any of my passwords and I, they, they all get auto-filled once okay. I get into one password. But are you like every 15 minutes, do you have to put in your email password if you're still on your email? If Oh, no. No. Okay. It doesn't like shut the program down and then you have to redo it again. It's just if I if need you to go to out. a site gotcha. and need to go back. Right. Understood. Okay. Correct. I thought Correct. you meant like every 15 minutes no. it's cycling. Okay. No, no, no. New. So New. Um, I also like it because it's shared. Mm-hmm. So Fernando doesn't have to keep asking me, what's the password for blah, blah, blah. Um, he can access it there too. And you just have to be really, really good at – you know, if somebody changes the Netflix password or somebody changes the HBO, you know, whatever password, like updating it. But yeah, that's a source of friction. Yeah. But I really like having it all in one central location. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as fun as my shower curtain. That is definitely, it's, it's not bold. It's not beautiful. It's not. But it's useful. Yeah. So I'd love to hear from people. Are they overwhelmed by their passwords? Do they I think mean, they would try something like this? Aren't we all? Yeah. Because uh, Overwhelmed, I mean, because it's like everything requires a password now and we live our lives on the internet. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. The thing, last thing I'll say about it is the thing that I do like too is that it, it'll auto-generate really complicated passwords. Yes. Um, which is good yes. for sites that I'm really trying to have a lot of security on. Um, and it's great because I don't need to remember that the password is XQZY whatever because it's just stored in the password and I just autofill it. Okay. Okay. I always get nervous that at some point I'm going to need to know that password and I'm not going – because it was an auto-created one that's mm-hmm. like 70XYZ right. times you know 30 other characters yes. that I'm never going to be able to remember or find it. Yes. That's the only thing that scares me about that. No, like, I always feel confident that it's okay. going to be there. And it's on my phone. So I have the one password on my phone. I have it on my computer. It's seamless. I feel a lot of nervous. I feel not nervousness from you. I feel – I don't think you need to do anything because you've already got a system that works for you. I mean, I just feel like if there's a data breach for one password, mm-hmm. then doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of everything? Like can't there be a data breach – with la- uh, with one password or LastPass, just as much as there could be with OldNavy.com or something. You know, it's like, c- could all of your passwords then be exposed? Yeah. I mean, I have used it for 10, 15 years maybe, and okay. I've never, there's never been a breach. Okay. And I've had my, I've had my data breached a bazillion times at with many other, other places okay. and not here. Okay. So I'm just All righty. Um, is it? A paid app? Yes, okay. it is. And I um I'm not I'm not remembering how much it costs. That's okay. But it's reasonable and it does have some setup, but I think once you set it up, it is very helpful. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. All right. Amanda, this was fun. It was fun. Okay. We survived recording on a Monday. We did. Yes. Again. Again. Okay. All right. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. 
Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.